Hello and welcome to Shamanic Sundays. My name is Kimberly Pinkson and I'm here with my dad, Dr. Tom Pinkson, a psychologist and spiritual medicine teacher who has been a visionary bridge builder, bringing the ancient wisdom and teachings of indigenous elders who mentored him forward to address the challenges of the times. Thank you for joining us today. Let's get started. Good morning and welcome to Shamanic Sundays. Hey, Dad. Hey, good morning to you and everybody. Good morning to all of our friends and community out there in the world. Good to see you. Thank you for being here with us today as we honor the uh, wisdom traditions that were that were shared with and passed on um, with great responsibility to you, Dad, by your indigenous teachers and mentors and some of those same folks that I got to um know and work with and 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 then of course you raising nicole and i we got to learn a thing or two and still are from each other so um anyways we're happy to be here today and, and share that with with the rest of the global community out there whoever may join us today or at a future moment so one of the uh key principles of of this work that i understand is to be a sacred reciprocity and not not um taking before you give so um you want to start us off in a morning prayer yes ma'am thank you yeah gratitude for this life force that we're given that we don't create but the powers of the universe whatever you want to call that obviously believes in us enough to manifest us exactly as we are sacred worthy luminous beings of light and love that is forgiving and gives us the life force today flowing in with the breath. So thank you, creator, great mystery, source of the life force. And thank you for family and our ancestors and ancestor spirits of the land we live on. We remember you here and prayers for the people. Great grandmother growth to Kutsinakawe, growing us all through this, this uh, early time in the winter, this time of going within to listen and feel and drop deeper into what's most important for us to pay attention to in this life so that when we reach the end of our lives after maybe so long, healthy, happy, fulfilling, walking the hard path road to completion lives, we can feel good about how we, we showed up to, to do the best we could to nurture and cultivate the gifts you've given us to share with, uh, with the world, with the people for healing of the sacred hoop. And may it be so. Thank you for bringing us together here right now. And thank you for, for Kimberly's vision to start this uh, Shamanic Sundays and welcome everybody with, with uh, um, going to meeting on Sunday morning. Hey. All right. Yes. So <clears throat> we got a couple of questions in and I, I think we can weave them together. So <clears throat> one of um, the things that, that, um, that, I've been thinking a lot about is the um, difference between shamanism, how does shamanism differ from nature-based spirituality as opposed to indigenous-based uh, spirituality, um, if, if they do. I mean, I know there's certainly there's differences in the way they play out different traditions and tribes and um you know, belief systems, the manifestation of the rites and rituals, if you will. But I'm curious what your perspective is um, on on that. So say it again, shamanism, indigenous spirituality. What was the third one? Nature-based spirituality. Nature-based spirituality. Well, I think they're all just different clothing for the same essence. All different, uh, different 
uh, finery, uh, coats and, and dresses and whatever you want to put on with words, <laughs> understanding intellectually what underneath it all is, is the, the dynamic, you might say, of people living in nature. Mm -hmm. As part of nature, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and pay attention to how nature works. And so mm -hmm. nature works in the same ways all around Mother Earth's body, the same cosmic uh, cycles and rhythms, um, different places uh, on Mother Earth's body, the same underlying dynamics of how nature works, the, the impermanence of all physical materiality and how all physical materiality comes out of um, nothingness, the no-thingness of the, the sacred mystery, the, the fertile void. And so paying attention to, to how it works, then you, you know your life is dependent on, on how it works, which means being in harmony, which means being in respectful relationship, which means being in a humble relationship, recognizing you're, you're not running the show. It's being run by forces much deeper and older and wiser than you and your ego. And so uh, and those powers have the have the ability to not just take you out, but take the whole planet out anytime in, in an instant. And, uh, and yet here we are, here we are. And so paying attention to how nature works um, and the practices and the behaviors that come out of uh, paying attention to how nature works are, are to, all, all focused on being in harmony with it, being in respectful harmony with it and, and walking, you might say, in, in, uh, in balance with all, living in balance with all those forces, which means constantly changing, which means constantly staying attuned and paying attention to with awareness how, how the energies of, of manifestation are working in the particular larger field and individual field of your own body and your, where you live and your community, your family. Um, to get the information from what, the truth of what's happening so you can create a, a harmonious relationship and be a channel for, for waking up and a channel for healing light and love coming through in support of continuation of life. And that's a shamanic practice. Shamanism is an understanding of, of earth-based, um, spirit-based through earth uh, practices about uh, keeping that attunement of harmony and balance and respectful relationships. So all three of those, shamanism, nature-based relationships, and indigenous uh, wisdom are all the same thing. They're all the same essence with, with uh, wearing different clothing. Maybe on Monday, certain clothing, and then on Tuesday, you change. And then they go wear this, and Wednesday, da, da, da. anyway, bottom line, juntos, juntos, todos unidos, all united together. All That's united. That's what the Weichols say when you're, you, you, you're about to you finish the fire ceremony the last night in the Pueblo before you go out on pilgrimage. Everybody's been up most of the night and already fasting and doing all different ceremonial rites. And then finally, when it's time to go, to load up onto the vehicles to be, begin the 300-mile journey to where you could to the Holy Land, everybody yells, Juntos, 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 juntos. Todos unidos, todos unidos. We're all united. Oh, oh let's 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 do this, celebrating yeah. celebrating Allaha, the sacred unity of life. Oh, all right, let's do this. We are doing this. <laughs> Praise be, may it be so, and so it is. Yeah, thank you. So, <clears throat> um, storytelling is such a, a important part. Well, it's an important <clears throat> part of life, of course, but in carrying forward. <clears throat> excuse me, indigenous uh, traditions. Um, storytelling is is just 
so powerful. And, and, you know, for many cultures and traditions, there wasn't a written word per se to pass on stories. And so the power of passing wisdom on from generation to generation, of course, laid in storytelling, um, was based in storytelling. So I was wondering, um, the question, one of the questions we got today, um, was around the seven directions and, um, calling in the seven directions, um, doing one's prayers to the seven directions. There's, there's so many ways that, that we can work with the seven directions in our lives and, um, same with power animals. So, which was also part of the question of working with power animals and the seven directions. So I'm wondering, um, we can, you know, dig into these separately at some point in the future, but today, given the two questions, I thought it could be really cool if you would, um, tell us the story about how you first learned about the seven directions and about power animals. Okay. Thank you. Let me just say it out loud my understanding of what you're asking so I can respond uh, appropriately. Mm -hmm. How I learned about the seven directions mm -hmm. and how I learned about the existence of power animals. Yeah, like which, like, you know, part of that is which, which mentors or teachers taught you and how did they teach you and what your experience was. What comes to mind as the story of how you learned about working with these? Well, what comes up initially was my first uh, <clears throat> native teacher, indigenous teacher, a man named Jim St. Martin, who was the art teacher at, um, at um, the junior college in Marin, where I was living at the time. I guess this was maybe 1971. And I just started a year earlier, a drug treatment program with um, <clears throat> Roger Smith. And then we'd hired a couple other people and that became the, the skeletal foundational base for a program that eventually received an $8 million grant from the feds and was, was uh, honored uh, around the country for its uh, innovative work with uh, heroin addicts in the early seventies. And there was so much heroin uh, coming into um, middle America in those days because of all the young people sent off to the Harlem War in Vietnam and getting strung out on cheap heroin there to try to cope with the horrors that they were experiencing. And then coming back to the United States, uh, now they were addicted and so uh, they couldn't get cheap, easy heroin here. And so I had to resort to crime uh, to do it. And it led to all kinds of problems. And so the drug program that I helped start in 1970 was to address uh, those, those, those problems. Out of that came uh, a desire, guidance, I guess you, that's my best way to put it, guidance from spirit to, to start a wilderness project, a wilderness-based project utilizing mountain climbing and rock climbing and, and, uh, and uh, river running, whitewater river running and uh, uh, time in the wilderness, uh, attuning and opening to the wilderness and, and to try to uh, winter camping, snow camping, ski touring, uh, making our own snowshoes and all kinds of activities in relationship to, to working um, 
with the powers of nature and the powers inside of us that the heroin addicts were were, were um, alienated from, and so felt they needed the the, her the hit of heroin to be able to deal with what they were experiencing inside that, that was so troublesome to them and so hurtful. So to get involved with things like rock climbing, for instance, uh, you, you, nobody pulls you up the, the rock face, nobody pulls you up the mountain, you have to do that yourself. So you have to learn how to take responsibility for yourself and be in situations that are tremendously frightening and fearful and anxiety producing heights, climbing heights, uh, face the fears and by facing them with support of, of uh, training and, and, and staff, myself and the others that I hired, good, good people, able to teach basic rock climbing skills and safety skills. And, and then people were able to have the experience by facing their fears of climbing something that they didn't think was possible to do and being tremendously anxious and fearful, but nevertheless accessing inner resource states to be able to successfully uh, accomplish the, the, the challenge without the access to heroin. So it, it builds self-esteem and, and, and self-confidence. And, and uh, that was some of the dynamics of the program. Anyway, at one point, we built into that program a time of solitude, fasting in, uh, in uh, nature. And um, 24 hours initially that people would go through. And when I went through that, I experienced the power of it and realized I need more of this. I'm just scratching the surface of it. and Lo and behold, I came to find out that that experience of solitude, fasting in nature, and just uh, opening yourself to attunement with nature, with humility and attention, is a vital dynamic of, of uh, initiation into uh, responsible adulthood for many of the Plains Indian people and many other people all around. In fact, indigenous people all around the world who recognize young people you know, need to be initiated uh, into responsible understanding relationship with the dynamics of life so they can live and live life in a way that supports the continuation of healthy life and i.e. the rites of passage. And so Vision Quest, um, I learned initially for the Lakota people was a vital part of that initiation process into this responsible spiritual adulthood. And I wanted to learn about that. I read a book about it. So that's, that, that's really fits with my experience of what I felt when I was out there fasting alone in nature and up in the high Sierra at 10,000 feet altitude and, and um, frightened of bears and, and uh, mountain lions and the dark and having to face all of that and what I got in touch with, what it opened the doorway to. So I wanted to learn more about that and I realized I need a, a, a native teacher, someone who was born into these traditions and, and uh, <clears throat> that I might be able to learn from. And so I kind of put that call out to the universe, you might say. I just sent that, that vibrational uh, intention of um, the possibility of the universe bringing me, of spirit, whatever, bringing me together with a native teacher who could, who could begin to teach me some of what I, I hunger to learn about. These ancient traditions of, uh, based on harmony and respectful relationship with the powers of nature, seen and unseen, and the great mis mystery underlying it all. And so um, several months went by, and, and I was teaching a class in introductory psychology at the uh, junior college at the time, and found out on the staff was an art teacher who was a Native man. And I went to speak to him. and. Um, and hopefully to initiate a relationship, which initially he wasn't very open to, and he was 
um, kind of, kind of, I could feel anger energy in him and, and maybe resentment energy uh, coming to me as a white man seeking to learn about his indigenous people's ways. And was I another white man coming to just take, take what's most valuable to them that's been done to them for 500 years with no recourse thought of giving back, of, of respect, of appreciation, of balance, just take, take, take. And was I another one of those uh, <clears throat> white people coming to take um, in an irresponsible way, what just what I wanted to serve me without any recognition of responsible relationships. So anyway, um, <clears throat> I could feel energy from him, um, but he didn't say uh, not to come back and see him again. So I did, and I continued to come back periodically to set up visits with him. And, and um, eventually I, I asked him for help and guidance with, with um, pre preparing for and understanding how to prepare in a good way from his people's traditions um, to go out into nature again for a longer period of time than 24 hours and to fast and to just be there in a place of power and open myself up to that power and mystery unfolding and try to learn from it. And he said to me, um, when was the last time you said uh, you lie down in the earth on your chest with your face down into Mother Earth there and thanked her for what she's been given to you every moment of your life, not just when you're awake and aware of it, but every moment of your life she's been giving to you. And to the extent that you haven't said, hey, thank you, in some way that's meaningful to your integrity, you're way out of balance in your life. You're not in harmony, respectful harmony with life. And so the essence of of um, the underlying dynamics of going out to seek vision from the great spirit. Uh, you don't, it's the truth that you don't know how, how great spirit might give you something that you, that, that you seek. You, of course, you'll be tested first to see how sincere you are uh, in what you say you want. And if you're willing to be patient over time with faith and trust as all your fears and anxieties are triggered and, and you get to explore what, what do you have faith and trust in if anything, and you get to explore that. So in this questing experience, there's, there's always help coming to you 24 seven from Mother Earth, from above powers, and from each direction, east, south, west, and north that you face, there's power, energy, help, teachings, medicine being given to you 24 seven. Those are the seven directions. The seventh direction is the power in the center from which all the, uh, it's like the cosmic seed of the Big Bang, everything that exists on the material plane in, our, in the universe comes out, of, birthed out of that initial cosmic seed. It just spread out and grow and it's still growing and its growth is expanding. The physicists tell us that the expansion of the universe is accelerating. The space of the universe is accelerating. So when you go out on your quest, you should come back exhausted. Why? Because you've spent your whole time out there going each of those seven directions and opening to its power and in a way that's meaningful to you and your integrity, saying thank you. Not taking, but giving back in some way to each of those seven directions. And that's what you do to try to address that imbalance of, I don't know how old I was at the first quest. Well, I, I can figure it out. This March, two months from now, I'll be going out on my 50th quest. And um, 
So I started in my mid-20s, since I'm going to be 79 here in a couple of weeks. Something like that. My math's not the greatest, but something like that. It's been a while. And um, he said, maybe maybe if you, you, you continue this way in your life, you know, you, you don't just, not on quests, but you bring home what, what the assignments you get from the vision quest. Similar as the assignments you get from doing psychedelic medicine work in a responsible way. You get homework, you get assignments to integrate into your life. And if you integrate them into your life, you honor those, those teachings, then you're given more. And if you don't, then, then the pipes are just clogged up. And you're cutting yourself off from that always potential access to the wisdom, creative power, intelligence of the universe. It's always available to us. And so the quest and the teachings or my introduction to the existence of these seven powers was through Brother Jim St. Martin. And I don't know if you're still with us or in the spirit world, but wherever you may be, thank you for, for your sharing. Eventually, Jim said to me, you, you, if you want to go deeper into understanding these ways, including the, the fact that, um, that in, in the truth of sacred unity with, with the great spirit, with the infinite wisdom power of the universe in which we're all interwoven in, in us, you have helpers available to you from that spirit world. You have helper spirit energies. And, uh, and in their culture, in indigenous culture, that was through power animals, power plants and power animals and the spirits of power animals. And one of the reasons to go out on quest is to open yourself up with humility to ask that if it's for your greatest good you might come into a conscious relationship the spirit of your power animal everybody born comes into this life with with at least one power animal spirit that that uh, has medicine to offer to help you with your life uh, another lands on on, uh, on the understanding of reality and access to it and powers and wisdom and intelligence and sensitivity that comes to you from that power animal to help you um, meet the challenges of your lives, not from ego, but with spirit's help and guidance, and which power animal helps you to open to and attune with. And so you can walk a heart path to completion, to fulfillment, and feel good about your life when you look back on it when it's time to go. So that was my entry. Um, and Jim said to me at one point, if you want to go deeper with all of this, you're going to have to learn how to, what do you call, lift up the buckskin curtain. Lift up the buckskin curtain so you can go underneath it and connect on that deeper level with uh, medicine people. Uh, Jim didn't consider himself a medicine people person, never called himself that, but he carried medicine. And um, I was very appreciative of him saying that to me. And uh, it wasn't too long afterwards, I guess, uh, maybe when I came back from my first quest that he guided me into in the ways I mentioned and shared what I shared that came through for me, then he lifted the buckskin curtain for me. He said, there's a medicine gathering next, well, at that time, you know, coming up. And he told me where it was and that he was going and that he would take me there. And uh, he would introduce me to medicine people there. And that's what happened. That's how it, uh, that's the story of how um, I came into uh, my initial relationship with the, with the seven directions. And then on these 50 years of quests and in the medicine journeys and pilgrimages over the years, um, here in, in Turtle Island and other places around the world, came into a deeper uh, ongoing appreciation of, of uh, the powers and medicines and ways of working of each of these seven seven directions and deeper intimacy 
to where I connect with my the spirit and my power animals every day with gratitude and, and, and prayers for their people and their families and, and keeping that attunement channel open so I can call on them and receive their help and guidance for doing exactly what I'm doing right now, opening, surrendering to spirit and, and letting spirit speak through me in response to the questions so that it's not it's not my show, it's spirit's show. I'm just being a mouth for spirit bringing through what it wants to bring through through me, hopefully. And, in, in alignment with with uh, what serves fullest blossoming and greatest good for for everyone listening and helping us to join our hearts and minds and spirits to attune them to the truth of polishing up our stardust to be able to shine out and live from the love that we are for healing the sacred who oh don't breathe. thank you thank you yeah. to Jim thank you to Jim too yeah. for that. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, so always wanting to be cognizant of the time and, and folks joining us here. So rather than get into, um, depth today, um, about the seven directions, maybe we'll save that for next week, but could you just first two part question here, as we jump into our visualization, could you first tell us one word? I'll say the each direction and you just say one word that comes to mind. Okay. And then, and then could you um, take us on a visualization of connecting with whatever direction or directions feels the most resident, resonant and um, important, powerful, helpful to each of us here today? Yes, ma'am. Yes, okay. ma'am. <laughs> cool. All right. So, I have to not say the word that it's funny because I, in my prayers, I have such phrases that I use with each direction. So I just have to literally say east. Illumination. South. Faith. West. Introspection. North. Sabaduria, wisdom. Above. Fantastic beauty and power. That was more than one word. <laughs> I've always had trouble coloring just inside the lines. I'm a troublemaker. What can I say? And below. Growth. Within. Mystery. Center, the center. Mystery. Okay. All right. Now, could you lead us on a visualization about connecting with whichever of those directions and words resonates most with us today? The word mystery just jumps into my awareness like, like, a, like a wave coming up from below. The mystery with me, one way of doing that, it's helpful. Wait, 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 Dad, sorry, we just lost you for a second. Um, could you, you said the word mystery comes into mind and then could you repeat what you said oh my god i got to remember what i said you're pushing the envelope girl sorry sorry <laughs> uh, coyote messing with the technology mystery sacred mystery so one way it helps me connect with one of many ways it helps me connect with mystery is to go to the looks within place letting the the uh, curtain of my eyelids drop over my my uh, eyes so i don't see the external world my vision is the internal, uh, in which there's no things, there's nothingness. There's just energy dancing in the ways that it dances through darkness with light, 
in whatever way you might experience that in your own diversity, mystery. Everything comes from sacred mystery. Sacred mystery. Lakota people, they don't have the word for God. They say, it means, translates as sacred mystery. That at the center of all manifestation, at the center and within all is sacred mystery. The creative wisdom, power, intelligence of the universe that we live in and that lives in us. And to live in a good way with sacred mystery, in a healthy way, in a way that promotes harmony and balance and high-level wellness and, and, and the attunement with our heart path calling, guidance, and the courage to walk it as best we can. And to do the work to polish our stardust, to, to, to free ourselves up from the imprisonment of ego identity, to connect with the deeper, deeper essence of our being which is at one with sacred mystery, infinite sacred mystery. There's a saying from an ancient Taoist wisdom tradition in China that speaks to this mystery. Those who cultivate the universe, the mystery, identify with the universe, the mystery. And those who identify with the mystery, the universe, are welcomed by the mystery. So I just invite you to take a few moments to feel into with your own gift of awareness and your own sensitivity and your own intelligence and deeper wisdom, what comes up for you to, to think about, reflect on the experience of being welcomed by the infinite mystery of the universe. That right this moment of being alive, which is the only moment we ever have, and so it's sacred, this sacred moment of being alive, opening to the idea that the, that the creative wisdom power of the universe, the mystery, the great spirit, the Holy Mother, whatever image, word, concept you want to apply to the mystery, it's beyond intellectual ability of understanding because it's infinite, but it is, and it's right here, right now. It's giving us life and opening ourselves up to the understanding, the possibility that this mystery loves you, loves us, welcomes us. And in fact, we can open to the physical fact of it welcoming us by noticing how we're being breathed by it in this moment, that it's giving us life in the precise bodies that we're living in, with the precise gifts of awareness that help us experience through our senses, our feelings, through listening, through vision, through intuition, being welcomed by the sacred mystery of the universe, the center of all, which is everywhere. And so gratitude to you, Wachantanka, sacred mystery, forgiven each and every one of us hearing these words, the sacred gift of life, this day, the opportunity to birth 
those qualities of consciousness and being. We want to have grow stronger in our lives. This is the day we're given opportunity to do so. With great gratitude for all the help that you give us, if this is our choice of how to live, to live in integrity and authenticity and soulfulness, walk on our heart paths, if this is our choice, thank you for the power that comes to us from above and below and from the east, the south, the west and the north, and the power, mysterious power at the center. Wakantanka, sacred mystery, holy mother, the Kutsinakawe, great grandmother growth, growing us into deeper realization of our interwoven oneness with all of creation and the sacred oneness underlying the manifestations of the beauty we see and know in this middle world. Thank you for this day, the opportunities to know you, to love you, and serve you. Walk our good heart paths, the fullest blossoming, greatest good, showing up in some way to help heal the wounds of the sacred hoop for a peaceful, just, win-win world for all. Blessings of this day of Sunday, coming to meeting, coming to meet you, great spirit, each other, fullest blossoming, greatest good. Oh, hi. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And don't forget, wap bop a loo bop wap bop a loo bop Sha-na-na. I also want to um, just, I, I often have to remind myself, and so sharing sharing with our community out there, also that <clears throat> that you, that I, each of us, is part of the sacred hoop, that it's not something out there that we have to heal, that we're part of it. And um, just as we are part of nature and, and stewardship of ourselves and each other and na like what we Westerners perceive as nature out there, it's like we're all part of it. So we're in this together. And, and so stewarding yourself and we had some some comments of, you know, folks needing some help. A reminder, you can send questions ahead of time. Um, the recordings are all up on, uh, on my dad's YouTube page <clears throat> at Dr. Tom Pinkson. And um, may good healing come to each of you through this process together. Thanks for helping bring it through, Dad. Oh, thank you. And everybody listening, thank you for your lives. You are a yep. blessing. Oh. Yep. Have a great week, everyone. Take care. Bye. Thanks again for joining us today. Make sure to check back regularly for more inspiration. And if you enjoyed this, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, telling us what you learned. Also, share it with a friend via text or email. Remember, most of all, you are a sacred, worthy, luminous being, and we are so thrilled to share this regenerative journey with you.